The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Yesterday we had almost 30 of our young people confirmed. They received the Holy Spirit in a unique way. I'm going to say to you very much what I said to them. I began with this with the concept with which most of us are familiar. The idea of critical mass. Critical mass is usually thought of as the amount of fissile material necessary to maintain a chain reaction. At the end of which, there is an explosion so devastating that destroys all life as it spreads out. Now take that concept and turn it on its head. Think of an infinite critical mass that when it explodes sends out life to where life was never before. And where there was life, the life becomes more beautiful, more perfect, more powerful. So much so that it can encompass the entire earth and even the cosmos. And we have, in a way, the Holy Spirit. We celebrate today the Feast of Pentecost, the beginning of that explosion. And it begins with the church. The church is the first element in that explosion. And all other elements that come from the Holy Spirit come through her. She's formed around the apostles. She is one holy, Catholic, and apostolic. There they are in the upper room with the Blessed Mother. Of course she's there. She's the spouse of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon her at the Incarnation. And there is this great, powerful explosion that comes upon them. They are different people. The church will now explode out into the world, into the ends of the earth, something our weapons of destruction have not yet been able to do. But she will. And she will take this event and make it present wherever she goes. We then have this great gift of the Holy Spirit. 
because we are part of her. We're part of that explosion throughout history. Sadly, we don't often use the great power that we have. Even if we realize it, we don't use it. We aren't open to it. Because God won't force himself on us. The Holy Spirit will come to us giving us his gifts. But we have to accept it. We have to embrace it. Now, of course, we experience that power of the Holy Spirit in a primary way through the sacraments, as we see in today's Gospel. Our youth received it when they received the anointing and the words, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. They received that power. It began at baptism. Now it's intensified. Today's Gospel, our Lord gives his apostles the gift of the Holy Spirit. He breathes on them and gives them the power to forgive sins. That's the way it is in that sacrament. God the Father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of his Son, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. But in particular, of course, in the Eucharist. When the priest stretches out his hands and calls down the Holy Spirit so that the bread and wine are no longer there and they are transformed into the body and blood of Christ his greatest gift, through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will work in the church until the end of time, drawing all people who are open to it into that union and into that body. As I said, you and I are people who experience that, even though we seldom ever really allow that power to work in us. It would be a different world if we did, because people usually associate the, the Holy Spirit with some feeling. You know. It isn't that way. Though once in a while we may have some feeling. It's like the people run around trying to feel the Holy Spirit all the time. It's not the way the Holy Spirit works, usually. The Holy Spirit works in very ordinary ways. Uh, in fact, as I said to our students yesterday, there may be times when you will not realize that at all. You may feel empty or bored or dry or don't really care. That's when faith becomes faith and obedience becomes obedience and love becomes love. When we do it, we know what we have to do because we know the power that we have. We know it, and so we respond to it. Whatever that might mean, however difficult it might be. And the Holy Spirit works without us knowing it, too. I gave an example yesterday beautiful example I once heard of how the Holy Spirit works in the church. There are many of them. I'm sure every one of us here would have a story of the Holy Spirit, if you thought about it. One of the first one being our faith. The fact that we believe, the fact that we are here, is a gift of the Holy Spirit. But the, the example that I, I heard was uh, of two altar boys in Italy in the 18th century, Deleginga and Castiglione. They were in a procession. They were carrying those large candlesticks that they used to carry in those days. And they got into an argument. And Delegenga took his candlestick and struck Castiglione in the head with it. And there was blood and people shouted, throw them out. Well, the years passed and the Holy Spirit worked, as the Holy Spirit does, calmly, easily, without being noticed. It's now the 19th century. And it's the holy year in Rome. And the Pope is about to open the holy door. 
And Delaginga, who is now Pope Leo XII, turned to Cardinal Castiglione, who will later become Pope Pius VIII, and, and said, pass me the hammer. <laughs> and Cardinal Castiglione said, oh no, remember the candlestick. There are thousands of less dramatic examples of how the Spirit, Holy Spirit works, too. But as I said, we have to allow that to happen. A day should not go by when we don't say a prayer to the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit to transform us. And, and to pray also for God's church. Again, our first experience of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the means by which he comes to us. We had that beautiful sequence, the Veni Sancte Spiritus, um, I asked earlier, nine days ago, we might pray that prayer every day for nine days before Pentecost. Come, Holy Spirit, and from heaven, direct on man the rays of your light. Come, Father of the poor. Come, giver of God's gifts. Come, light of men's hearts. Kindly paraclete, in your gracious visits to man's soul, you bring relief and consolation. If it is weary with toil, you bring it ease. In the heat of temptation, your grace cools it. If sorrowful, your words console it. Light most blessed, shine on the hearts of your faithful, even into their darkest corners. For without you, man can do nothing good, and everything is sinful. Wash clean the sinful soul. Rain down your grace on the parched soul and heal the injured soul. Soften the hard heart. Cherish and warm the ice-cold heart and give direction to the wayward. Give your seven holy gifts to your faithful for their trust is in you. Give them reward for their virtuous acts. Give them a death that ensures salvation. Give them unending bliss. Amen. Alleluia. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in this gift of the Holy Spirit and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always respond to this grace of the Holy Spirit working through the church and in them, we pray to the Lord. Lord For all nations of the world, especially our own, they will listen to the Holy Spirit sent to them through the apostles, we pray to the Lord. Lord For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may be open to the working of the Holy Spirit. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected grace, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will listen to the Holy Spirit, calling them uh, to serve God in a unique way, for a greater reverence for the working of the Holy Spirit in marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that inspired by the Holy Spirit, they may proclaim the truth, particularly in difficult times, 
we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed For an end to this virus, for those who are suffering from it, and for our protection and preservation, we pray to the Lord. Lord, And for all of us here, we will be open to the Holy Spirit working in us. We will always proclaim what we have received. We pray to the Lord. Lord, And now as we end the Easter season, We once again proclaim the victory of the Lord in the Christus Vincit.